pesticides and herbicides and all that stuff that goes into our foods, you know, that's a commonality. But then there's definitely pieces that are individualized. What are you reacting to? A personal example here, I can tolerate gluten. I feel better when I don't have gluten, but I definitely feel awful when I have gluten-containing foods that are not organic. So I don't know if you've ever heard of people who have some sort of gluten intolerance from foods here in America, but then they go to Italy and they can eat the pasta there. Well, the farming practices in Italy are vastly different than the farming practices in the United States when it comes to wheat products. And the reason being is that it doesn't contain all the toxins that the foods here in America contain. This world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome back. I'm Tequila Dottard, your host of Stand Out Be You. You are listening to another episode where I bring to you the stories of solopreneurs and business owners. I'm super jazzed to have here with us today another solopreneur. And as you know, Stand Out Be You is about capturing the story of you. And I have here with us today, Tammy Brockman. Tammy helps entrepreneurs reclaim their physical, emotional, and mental wellness, allowing them to increase their performance and contribution in work and life. She's a mom, wife, and business owner who will be speaking to us today on how to be healthy and successful as an entrepreneur. What I loved about this episode is how Tammy discusses the issues of time being a large factor in why entrepreneurs don't practice good self-care. However, most times it's more of the mindset issue regarding their priorities. If you are thinking about starting a business or in business for yourself, you're going to want to take a listen. Before we do, have you joined the Standout BU community where all the Standout BU guests are collaborating and helping others in business and life? Tammy is in there and I am too. Go to tequiladotter.com forward slash community to join us. Okay, Tammy, welcome to Standout BU. Tell us more about you and what you do. So Tammy herself is a mom of four and married to an awesome, understanding, supportive man (laughs) who lets me achieve my dreams and go for this dream of being a solopreneur. My oldest is 22 years old, goodness, so I've been at this mom thing for over 22 years now. And I have a younger son. My, My youngest actually is 14, so the other two are scattered in the middle there. And I've been a dietitian for 23 years. 
and working at the solopreneur thing for five years now. Wow. Well, we're excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit, 23 years you have been a dietitian, and that's awesome because I know over the years, because I've had a little bit of history in the wellness industry, that has taken a huge shift, this whole dietitian kind of nutrition world. Tell us your thoughts on this because 23 years is a long time. Give us a little bit of what your experience has been. Yeah, definitely. When I went to school 23 years ago, things were vastly different than what they are now for dietitians going through school. Uh, The things that we were taught, the directions that we were encouraged to head in were very different. So we pretty much at my time of coming out of college was everyone was heading into working in healthcare and you wanted to get at least one year of clinical healthcare under your belt so that you had that good solid base of knowledge. You know, I really should say that in air quotes because I'm not even sure what that really did for me or for anyone else, but that was kind of the, the direction that most people went into. They went into healthcare or they went into food service and And that was it. And that's a lot of where I spent my time. I spent my time working in hospitals and nursing homes and uh, spent my last six years of working full-time outside the home or in a hospital overseeing the dietary department as a food service director. So that's the way things kind of were for me. And now the directions that people are going when they're coming out of school are just opportunities are just so wide and open. And really, you can write your own ticket and create your own job. And and like I said about that whole get the one year of solid clinical foundation for your education, that really it's not necessary. I can can tell you that. So if there's any aspiring dietitians out there, don't feel like you have to go work in a hospital. Don't let any old professor try to tell you that you have to get that in in order to be a good dietitian. That's just not the case. Yeah, it's so true, Tammy. And that's one of the reasons for this show is also I wanted to be able to give the insight to let individuals know that you don't have to go that traditional path all the time. And it's so true. I remember when I was in the wellness industry for the dietitian, it was, it was like you or in the whole entire wellness industry, two options. You either go the food direction or you go like the fitness kind of direction, but it's shifted so much. And I remember actually the start of my little entrepreneur spirit is I was pulling different wellness professionals together. And I remember pulling in a dietitian. I was like, Hey, you need to change this up. I need you to actually start. Cause we were going and servicing churches and stuff at that moment, like the mega churches. And so I think that was the start of like showing that you can actually change whatever your traditional type of education has been to make it fit which is what is important to me and to listeners. And I think that everyone should have as an entrepreneur, what lifestyle do you want to have? So tell us who you're servicing now. How have you switched it outside of the traditional path and done different with the whole dietitian world? Right. So just like similar to you, the spark of your entrepreneurial spirit, for me, the spark of my entrepreneurial spirit was In the hospital that I was working in, we started working, there was a wellness center, a fitness center that started in the hospital, eventually became Our Town's YMCA, but we were working with them to provide kind of a a community nutrition piece and healthy eating and, and that kind of thing. And that kind of sparked an idea in me that there's a need for this out there in the public and in the community and that 
there's probably an opportunity there in the business world. And that really sparked that idea in, in myself. And that's how I saw this when I came out. Definitely, my story isn't that, okay, I had this idea that I wanted to become a dietitian in the community. And so I left full time work and I have created this business. And now I'm I'm teaching clean eating to whoever comes, you know, comes in my front door. That's not my story. My story actually is more personal in that I kind of needed to leave working full time. I needed to for family reasons. I have a son who, my, my youngest son is 14 now. When he was six, he was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And he was, we, you know, had gone through three years of having him in school and struggling with social challenges, you know, just behavior issues that were popping up in school. And because of the nature of my husband's work, I became the primary contact and primary caregiver for him. School was calling multiple times a day. Sometimes I would have to go and pick him up and leave work. And there was all that. And at the same time, my oldest was struggling with depression and self-harm and inpatient mental health stays. And it just, we had a lot going on. I don't know if, you know, your community, your listeners are familiar with the Family Medical Leave Act here, but I had two of those running consecutively at, you know, at the same time running two of them. So I was stressed. I was not healthy. I can imagine. I can imagine. (laughs) You know, I was a dietitian and I knew everything I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't doing it. And we knew something had to change because you can't keep running at that breakneck pace and expect everything to just keep rolling. Your body doesn't work that way. So we knew that I needed to leave work. And then, you know, at the same time, you still need to have income coming in. And I still needed to feel fulfilled. I still needed to feel like I was doing what my passion was, which is nutrition. So I didn't want to give that up. I wasn't ready to give that up. And so all of those pieces with the, the fitness center and needing to come into, you know, come, come out of the workforce and in the home, they all just kind of fell into place, I guess, at the same time. So, yeah, you know what happened? Life. Life, definitely. Life happens. That's what happened is life, you know, and that's everyone's reason is different and everyone's financial goal is different. So if you are making the comparisons to someone else's business, you don't really know their why and you don't know their ups and downs and you cannot compare their endings to your beginnings. So thank you for, you know, sharing your journey of that's what happened to get you even started. So let's talk about that. Like, so all of this was happening, life was happening. Mm -hmm. And so you didn't want, what I like what I heard you say is you didn't want to lose that self. And that's important. I think, especially as women and as a mom, you don't want to lose that self of who you are, your self identity. How did you really start the business now out of the traditional type of setting? and have it like now as your own business? How did that start? What does that look like? So, and this is not the way I would recommend everybody do it. (laughs) Let me just say that. I chose to DIY it and I started digging in. I started doing all kinds of searching on the internet for what options were out there. What did I need? What does it look like to have a business in there? 
you know, my professional association, the, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has some authored books on um, going into private practice, but most of those are, and especially even five years ago, were continuing to do the same model of educating, you know, doing medical nutrition therapy, essentially that you do in the hospital, but just doing it out of your home. And that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do more of this wellness and bring in more of the whole holistic kind of approach to things. So I was doing a lot of learning, sometimes liken my process to kind of creating, it, it almost feels like I, I have been working on getting an MBA, but I mean, it's not that, but it feels like that. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> but at the same time, I was the one creating the, the coursework for myself by doing my own search. I was my own kind of career counselor or, you know, coach counselor, a college counselor there. And I was the professor. <laughs> When I say I don't recommend anybody else follow that same path, I mean it. That would be one of my best tips is find a coach that you can trust and get help from the pros because they can shorten up (laughs) this whole time span for you and save you so much frustration and just all of the the loss just being lost yes (laughs) no but tammy i have to say you are not the only one because what happens is you think oh i am so great in this industry you know i was in corporate america so fantastic i know what i'm doing this is easy i've even helped open and start you know centers and businesses I could do this, but you get in this online world, it's like a void into like, what the heck? I have been absorbed into this portal of what am I in? And then you get to a point where you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really have it together. What have I been doing all the other years that I was great? Was I really great? You start questioning. So a lot of it has to do with mindset. And I think that coaching part really helps with you bringing you back to validating that you do know what you're doing. You are good enough. You just have to have that mindset and that direction because there's so much information out here online. And if you're trying to piece it all together, you will just start getting lost, confused. And as you just mentioned earlier, frustrated. So I think, I think we all can relate if you've already started your business, but if you are getting ready to start your business, we recommend Get a coach, yes. have them kind of push you in the right direction, at least in the beginning so that you can kind of start off on the right foot. <laughs> All right, definitely. I love that. So Tammy, you are the clean eating dietitian. And before we hopped on everyone, we started talking about that clean eating. And we were talking about how some individuals are like, I don't really like the whole clean eating type of statement. Let's talk about that, Tammy. What does clean eating mean? To me, clean eating is going to be different for everyone because you have different dietary needs, you have different beliefs and cultural backgrounds and all of that that are going to play into what your ideal diet, and I don't mean diet as in here, let's go lose weight. I just mean the the makeup of the food that you eat. (laughs) That's when I say diet, that's what I mean. There's so many different things that play into that. And really for me, clean just means that we take a look at the universal 
things that would be considered unnecessary and not ideal. So like the toxins that you want to keep out of your food. And so, you know, looking at organic and things that, you know, where are the heavy metals and how is all of that playing into the food that you're eating? So, you know, I look at that and, and then we look at what are some things that might be allergens or inflammatory foods for you. And we try to eliminate those things. And sometimes it's a trial and error, you know, for one person, gluten might be a problem. And for another person, gluten isn't a problem. Same thing with dairy or soy and and all of that. So it really depends. But the people that don't like the clean eating, I think they don't like it because it has kind of become a buzzword. So part of my underlying mission, it's not something that I I throw out there to, you know, the world to say, hey, I'm on a mission to help people understand what clean eating is. But I, I do want to not have this become a buzzword or something that gets lost, because I think it's really important to our health to continue down this path of cleaning up our diets and cleaning up the things that we're putting into our body. Let me ask Tammy, would you say that um, the clean eating is more structured to the individual, like each individual separately? There's definitely some commonalities, like with the pesticides and herbicides and all that stuff that that goes into our foods, you know, that's a commonality. But then there's definitely pieces that are individualized what kinds of things are causing inflammation in this person's body? What are you reacting to? A personal example here, I can tolerate gluten. I feel better when I don't have gluten, but I definitely feel awful when I have gluten-containing foods that are not organic. So I don't know if you've ever heard of people who have some sort of a gluten intolerance. I won't say celiac, but a gluten intolerance from foods here in America, but then they go to Italy and they can eat the pasta there. Well, their farming practices in Italy are vastly different than the farming practices in the United States when it comes to wheat products. So they're probably going to be able to tolerate those. And the reason being is that it doesn't contain all the toxins that the foods here in America contain. That's a whole nother episode getting into that. <laughs> I lived in Europe and I was like, oh my God, we can totally eat all these things, but you can't eat those things in the States because it's just some things are that transition into the different countries is against the law and they don't have it in there. Well, I don't know what they call there's FDA, but that's a whole nother episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's the differences in countries that you can eat certain things and you can't, and some things are healthier in the other countries that's not in the U.S. It's unfortunate, but, but yeah, so I asked that question because I'm going to tell my age here. I don't even know if the Atkins diet is still around. This is when I was back in wellness many, many moons ago, mm-hmm. but everyone, all of a sudden they go to the Atkins diet, but now I think it's like the keto diet. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's doing the same thing, but I do know within my past many moons ago, wellness industry is that Everyone cannot do the same type of diet. So when you have those trendy things where everyone's running to that, you have to be very careful because your body may not be prepared to be able to do this like really quick adjustments that people are doing to themselves when they get into these diets. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Not every diet works for everybody. (laughs) Definitely. I, I totally on the same page with you for that. And, you know, just things like the keto or the Atkins kind of, you know, interchangeable there. For an example, men tend to do better with keto than women do. And a lot of that has to do with the state of your hormones in your body and the the kind of changes that keto will bring about 
to those hormones. And lots of women can't tolerate that. And yeah, the drastic changes that people will make to their body, you know, with, with keto, you're essentially shutting down or turning way down the, the nozzle on your normal glucose metabolism. And is this something, you know, one of the questions that I always ask people when they ask me, well, should I do this keto is, is this something that you are going to stay on for the rest of your life? Because that's the way keto is designed is really to be something that you follow always. And coming off of that has to be done very carefully. It has to be very calculated. And not a lot of people understand that. They don't necessarily know how to do that properly. And it can cause a lot of problems. And they get frustrated then because all of a sudden, you know, maybe they they went on keto to lose weight and they lost all this weight. But then boom, now they switched the way they're living or they gave up because they went to a, a birthday party and had a cupcake and okay, well, I'm, it's all over with and you know, <laughs> they fell off the bandwagon. But no, not every diet works for every person. And that's not me bashing keto or paleo or Atkins or any of those out there. That, that's not, not what I'm saying. It's just that it does not work for everyone. Yeah. And I think the number one thing that you said there, and that's something I used to always say to clients that I came in contact with is what are you doing? And is this something you're going to be able to do for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. That's the number one question. And that's also the number one question in everything that you do. Is this something that you're going to be able to do? Or is this something you're going to enjoy for the rest of your life? How is it fitting back into your overall lifestyle? And speaking yes. of that, because we talk about the whole business and we've talked about this, let's bring it back to that lifestyle okay. for your business itself. Where do you see it going? What's the next stages to your business? My vision for my business is to just continue to be able to reach the people that need me that, and then make a difference in their world to see the changes. I love seeing the changes in how people live and their happiness, because really, you know, when you pay attention to your health and to you as a whole person, like you said, is this going to be something, how does this fit into you as a person and how does it fit into your life? When you put all those pieces together and they're all flowing the happiness changes. You see the changes in their face and the words that they use and the things that they're doing in their life. And that's really my vision is to be able to impact more and more people like that and see that happening. And then for them to take and go out and show that to other people, you know, be an example for their family and be an example for their friends and their business colleagues and, and all of that so that we get more people doing that because that's what I want. <laughs> I know, I know. And Tammy, I think it's so needed, especially I think within the business world, because it's still been the same. Even if you go back 15 years ago, mm -hmm. the individual who is working or who is in business, they tend to neglect their health and it's important. If it you is. don't have the health, then nothing else matters. And in the end, it's just not all going to work out because then we don't have you here to even run the business. So it's important to have this. So how does one get in touch with you? They want to actually live that 
healthy lifestyle and have that clean eating. Yep. <laughs> We're going to put quotes here. If you saw me on video here, right. clean <laughs> eating type of diet, how would they get in touch with you? So there's two good ways to eat. There's lots of good ways, but I'll talk about two. <laughs> so through my website, so that is www.cleaneatingdietitian.com. And dietitian is spelt with a T, but I'll give you a little hint. If you spell it with a C, you'll still get to me. <laughs> good domain go there. Right, good. Right. I learned that at getting my own personal MBA. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on Facebook as the clean eating dietitian. Either way, you can get a hold of me and send me a message. I would love to answer your questions and help you out and work with you and get you going. Because Tequila, what you said about, you know, you can only go so long, I guess, with running on, you know, we, we kind of talked about, you know, you can only go so long on the coffee and <laughs> on all that. I mean, that's not necessarily the fuel for your life. It may, you know, be something that you really enjoy and that's great, but living all day off of coffee and living all day off of stress and all of that, it's just, you can't live just moment to moment to get to the end of your day. That's not living, <laughs> that's surviving and we want to get you to a point where, where you're actually living and thriving. So Absolutely. And I will link everything in the show notes. You've made it very easy, Tammy. I love when oh, the great. business owners have one way, you go here, and you, that's how you get to me. So great job in that. And your MBA, searching and doing that as well. <laughs> so this next part of the show, we like to get into what I call the personality. And so we ask personality questions. The first one I'm going to ask you is, what's the furthest place that you've traveled from your birthplace? From my birthplace. So that would be Tijuana, Mexico. My birthplace is actually Canada. I was born on an Air Force base in Goose Bay, Labrador, Newfoundland, Canada. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I only lived there six months, so I'm not a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Now, did when you went to Tijuana, did you go down further into Mexico or you just stayed in that area? I actually went as a sophomore in high school with a church mission group, and we traveled kind of the, the countryside. We had a play that we did, and we would go to different churches, and we'd put on the play, and then people would donate money for our cause, and we ended up in Tijuana, Mexico, building houses. Oh, how cool so is that? It was amazing. I will say that. It was very amazing. Yeah. In my twenties, I hung out in Mexico quite a bit. So oh. I was just like, my mom's like, where are you? I'm like going headed to Mexico. So that was like my, <laughs> Hey, you named me tequila. Why not hang out down there? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is quite fun. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Goodness. Some days I'd like to be a cat because just curling up in the sunshine <laughs> sounds really nice. But I'm going to say my dog because she's a pit bull mix and she has so much energy and she's just always so happy to see people and she's just is always so, so fun and ready to play and all that. So probably my dog. Yeah, really cool. I like the dogs. I'll take the dogs over the cat. I'm a dog person. <laughs> my daughter wants me to be a cat person, but I'm like definitely a dog person. <laughs> so the next one is if you could go back, Tammy and speak to your 10-year-old self about life, what would you say to yourself? I would say calm down. Calm the heck down. This is not a race. 
This is not something to be anxious or worried about. Life is here to be enjoyed and just calm down. <laughs> yeah, just relax and mm. and love, love life. Oh, totally. Yeah. We only get one life, so you should just right. love it. Yeah. yeah, look around and observe more as you go through life and you'll get way more out of it. <laughs> Breathe. Take a deep breath and breathe. (laughs) And this last one, Tammy, is tell us about your name. What's the story behind your name? Oh, my gosh. That's so funny you asked that because I have a story behind my name, which is probably very common to most Tammies. I'll give up my age. I'm 46, so I was born in the early 70s, and the Tammy movies were popular. So I was named after the character Debbie Reynolds played um, in the Tammy movies, Tammy. But... My mom didn't spell it the same, so the Tammy movies were spelled T-A-M-M-Y, and she had to be different or difficult, I don't know, depends on the day. (laughs) So she spelled it T-A-M-M-I, and that has been something that follows me everywhere I go of, you know, well, how do you spell it? Well, it's T-A-M-M-I. Oh, I've never heard that before. Well, no, you probably haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Conversation starter, exactly. But you know yeah. what? I was born in the 70s, too. And look what my mom gave me. So at least you didn't end up with a drink name, you know? Yeah, <laughs> More popular today name. than back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tammy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us here today so on the show. Do you have any parting words for the listeners that are listening in today? Yeah, you know, just take care of yourself. It's important. It's, and it's okay. I think maybe that would be my parting words is if you're having a hard time giving yourself permission to self-care and to take care of yourself, then take it from me. I give you permission to take care of yourself and borrow my permission until you can give it to yourself, but it's okay to do that. There you have it. Tammy has given you permission. Tammy, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to share your story and your journey with us all. We've completely enjoyed having you on the show and we look forward to seeing what's next for you and what's going to happen. So we'll keep an eye on you. Thank you. This has been a blast. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Remember, listeners, stand out, be you and know that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Until next time, chat soon. Working on building your online presence and slowly or quickly realizing you haven't made progress other than creating a huge to-do list. Don't stress if you find yourself in this situation. Marketing yourself is all about creating instant recognition in the minds of your target audience. There are a number of steps to building and growing a successful brand. As a solo entrepreneur, there will be a lot to do. And if not done right, all of your marketing will fall flat. And we don't want that, right? It's why I created the Marketing Yourself 101 Guide to help you market yourself as a pro and expert, to show you how it all starts with you and the way that you look online. Every other piece of marketing flows back to your online presence. So if this piece is missing, then your message and marketing will totally be off. In this guide, we talk about building an online presence that is memorable 
and turns your prospects into customers. You can download the guide at tequiladoddard.com forward slash marketing you guide.